Hey, welcome back. We hope you enjoy listening to part two of this episode. But yeah, any others, guys, that we didn't talk about yet? So a lot of my transportation pet peeves have to do with airplanes. So I told you about, you know, the seat going back or whatever. And yeah, the two things for me, and I think this was mentioned, but people that like when the plane lands and people start clapping, I never understood that. (laughs) And I've flown, I've flown a lot in my life, a lot, a ton. I've been on a ton of flights and I just don't get the clapping. All right. Yeah. Maybe there was some turbulence and you're glad you're safe. Okay, fine. (laughs) I just don't get it. And then, yeah, totally. And there's an exception to what I'm about to say because this is still airplane related, but people, you know, everybody with the incessant need to deplane as fast as possible just to get to the baggage carousel to wait for their bags. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. I used to work on the ramp in Las Vegas. I worked out there on the ramp, and, you know, I was the one that drove your little baggage to the baggage carousel. It takes a long time, people. Okay. <laughs> so, what you're rushing for is ridiculous. All right. Yeah, I get it that there might be people trying to make connecting flights. Man, let them go first, and then the opposite side of that on the airplane, getting onto the plane, boarding, mm-hmm. like people just hanging yep. out right by the thing because they're, you know, they want to be first on. I find that annoying. I'm the last person to get on the airplane, no matter where yep. my seat is, because I know that's my seat. You know, I know I have a seat saved for me, so I'm not worried about it. And usually, when you get on, it's all hot and stuffy anyway, so. I'm in the terminal as long as I possibly can be. I don't want to have to sit. The funny thing is a lot of these people, they're rushing just to stand on the jetway. Like, (laughs) I think one thing that would be awesome to fix this, I think they need to go back to boarding from the back of the plane like they used to. Like they used to board from the back to the front. And I thought that was so much better than how they do it now. But that's just me, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, people rushing doesn't make the plane go off any faster. So right. we're all going to sit around waiting, you know, here or there, or wherever, anyway, and and just crowding people doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly right. Just, I'm with you for sure. The crowd around it's a uh, awful. Yeah. The only other real transportation pet peeve I have is when you're driving. Obviously, you're always looking for cops or whatever. And okay, as you can tell by tonight's episode, everybody, I speed a lot, but. Um, you know, so you're you're looking for cops, but then you got that one cop that just wants to be that guy who goes slower than the speed limit, mm-hmm. and then you feel mm-hmm. like I'm doing the speed limit. Why is he going below the speed limit? Is he trying to get me? That kind of thing. And I've done nothing wrong. That's the funny part. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and like he's doing, you know, the speed limit's 45, and he's doing 40, and then everybody slows down because they're afraid that if they do the actual speed limit, that he's going to pull them over. It's just it's ridiculous uh, how much traffic they cause. And yes. my thing is, look, in, in a society, they want you out spending money, driving around, you know, going to your job, you're employed, you know, go to the store, go to the grocery store, go wherever. But wouldn't you want to alleviate as much traffic as possible? Things like that do not help. And it's I just find that I do find that annoying. I'm easily ticked off, guys, in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you, man. That is super annoying, especially when it, yeah, it causes the traffic jams. It's like almost like they do it on purpose, I feel like. And it is frustrating, for sure. Yeah. All right. So there's a couple from the public category that drive me crazy. It's funny because a lot of them are uh, restroom, public restroom related. <laughs> I Here's my thing. And, and uh, you know, the female listeners won't appreciate this as much, but for the guys, you know, we all know that if there are 
a number of urinals, you take one and you give yourself some man space. Like you don't go right next to the guy when there's others available. I mean, sometimes you're forced to because there's no other ones available. But when there are and they come up right next to you, it's like, oh man, give me some space. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I agree with you 100%. So ladies that don't know this, if there's three urinals, you keep a space in the middle and you both go on the end. That is the rule. Every guy knows this. But there'll be that guy that'll go in the middle and you're on the end and you're just like, what are you doing, bro? Like, no bueno. No bueno. No no bueno. Uh, Is there something like this for women? Is is it like the stalls? I would think so. I mean, I think it's like that for guys even with the stalls. If there's multiple stalls and you can, like, don't go to the stall next to the other guy. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. That just drives me crazy. I'm sure there's a pet peeve out there for people that need the uh, handicapped stall and other people are using it that aren't handicapped. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm in there. My apologies. I, I know. I have a fear of like when that's the only one available, and I'm like, I'll be really quick, you know, or something, and then like open it up to somebody in a wheelchair, and be like, oh, you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, right. a double sorry because it probably uh, made it not comfortable to go in there. You know, like all kinds of. Stuff. Anyways, that's probably gross. But another one is I'm not as annoyed by people talking on their phone in public if they're. Ex- you know, excessively loud, that's annoying. But when they talk on the phone in the bathroom, that just bothers me, man. I, uh, it's, I don't know how they can do it for one. And then uh, it just is, it, it grosses me out and it like makes me feel bad for the person on the other line. But at the same time, because they're doing it, like I'll often try to make extra noise because I just think <laughs> that's kind of fun. Awesome. I'm just glad they're not talking to me. Like if I'm in a stall or something, oh, yeah. like leave me alone. Yeah. Don't talk to me, man. Hey, partner, yes. have a good one. <laughs> I'm doing my business, right? Yeah, for no, sure. That's another talk. bathroom rule. No eye contact, no talking. You just do your business in and out for sure. So those are pet peeves as well. People that don't do that. Yep. Yeah. No, for sure. You know, we do have bathroom etiquette and a lot of pet peeves are derived from people not following that etiquette. Shame on you guys. Seriously, take that, uh, especially the urinal rule for real. Yes. Yeah, and I got a couple more just on this one myself. One, look, I live in an apartment complex, and people here do not pick up after their dogs, and it's so frustrating. Mm. Because I do have a fear of, you know, stepping in dog poop and then, like, having to go into work or something like that and not knowing until I'm, like, in the elevator that that happened. People that just don't pick up after their dogs, if you have a dog, you made the commitment to take care of him, and that's your responsibility. So, you know, people around here, man, I'm not afraid. I'll take a picture of you not picking up after your dog, and I'll report you because that's a that's like a lease violation. That's how much that upsets me is that you're just mm-hmm. so lazy. You don't want to. And we have all these little pet stations, you know, around the apartment complex with little baggies. So there's no excuse whatsoever not to take care of your dog. Mm-mm. It's dirty, man. And then I don't know how about y'all feel about that one, but the other one. Yes. And- this is one that I'm guilty of, and I literally just did it this week. So I was at the <laughs> HEB, and I had a bunch of stuff, and I went into the express checkout. I feel semi-justified because even our self-checkout is contained to 10 items, which I think is ridiculous because I'm doing the work myself. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you're making me check out. I'm going to have as many items as I need, okay? So... I ended up having the, the limit was 10. I had 22. So, you know, but uh, <laughs> just a little I, I over. <laughs> I apologize to the guy. And I'm, but, you know, it wasn't that busy, but 
still, man, the self, the whole self-checkout thing is you're not going to hire more people to do the job, making us do it. It's ridiculous, but I get it. But, yeah, I, I committed that one this week, guys. That was me. All right, that was a fun game. We talked about some other ones, too. And like we said, I'm sure there's just – there's so many. And really, you know, like I said at the beginning – it's mostly in jest. We're just having a good time. These things don't drive us absolutely crazy. And we're guilty of them sometimes too, right? But Ben, can you give us some coping strategies? What do we do when these things happen? How do we manage our emotions around them? And tell us some stuff here. I mean, I think most times, most people just deal with, it's not that big of a deal. But if it's getting to be too big of a thing and you are like feeling like you want to like hit something or whatever, you know, then the main thing really is, uh, like, I feel like there's two things you could do. One is improving your communication skills. And I think that's especially helpful when it's an ongoing thing with someone that you're going to keep facing again and again and again. Don't just try to, like, take a deep breath and deal with it if it's continuing to bug you again and again and again. It's like, you know, if it's your family member is doing something that's annoying, like, Talk it out. There's definitely a lot of ways to talk about things in a non-aggressive way, asking them to stop, you know, and, and then, you know, thinking ahead of time, like, how are you going to handle it if they say no, you know, or they keep forgetting, you know, that's one way to deal with it. But a lot of times the things we're having problem with are like strangers that we're never going to see again, in which mm-hmm. case a lot of times the communication might not feel worth it. And in those cases, I think the one of the biggest things is just increasing what we call distress tolerance, right? So we can all deal with a certain amount of anxiety or stress or, or distress, you know, but there reaches a point, every one of us reaches a point where it's too much, right? And, and we start to lose it. Do you guys remember that, that movie Dream Team? It's yes. A, it's a movie where there's a, a bunch of people in a psychiatric hospital and one of them is, uh, you know, has OCDs, like a real neat freak. And they're having like a, a group session where the person leading the group is trying to help each one of them. And he just crumples up a piece of paper and throws it on the ground. And just says, I just want you to leave it there. And you yeah. could just see this guy going like so stressed, so stressed that he wants to run, reach out and pick it up. And but like the, the reality is you practice that enough after a while you reach a kind of a new level of stress that you can cope with. And it's not that big of a deal anymore. You know, um, another thing is, you know, comparing it to something that's worse, you know, like you can kind of remind yourself, well, you know, I hate this aspect of my job, but at least I'm glad I have a job, you know, like it could be a lot worse if I was, <laughs> I remember those bad, those times back in the day when I was job hunting and that really sucked. Do you know what I mean? And so sometimes just reminding yourself of how things could be worse or, or, or how you've gotten through worse in the past can kind of be like, okay, I've gotten through worse than this. I can get through this. It's just, you know, it's just another day. It's just another cust- you know, customer or whatever. That kind of a thing can really make a difference. Another is just distracting your brain, you know, um, like just looking around the room and seeing how many green things you can find in the room, you know, just getting your brain thinking about something else. Uh, it's, you know, it's the same thing with, you know, when, a, when an annoying song gets stuck in your head, right? Like if you can change to think about a different song, like a lot of times that can get it like unstuck, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, I just say, you know, like any kind of thing that can help you self-soothe. Everybody's a little different, you know, maybe it's deep breathing, maybe it's a certain smell, 
maybe it's you know, giving yourself a special treat to eat, you know, just things that you can kind of get you in a better place, especially when you've had multiple pet peeves that have been piling up on you all throughout the day. You know what I mean? You're just having one of those days where everything is going wrong. Sometimes just, you know, treating yourself to something or just doing something that will help you get in a better place. And that's very personal, you know, those are the kind of things that have helped me. And then when I'm working with clients, uh, they've the things I kind of go to a lot of times first, there's so many things to do, but, but I mean, it's so individualized a lot of times. Thanks, Ben. Those are really good coping strategies and I really appreciate it. I think, especially having some of those things on hand, some self-soothing things, um, like you mentioned at the beginning, like some Altoids is something to help you relax or whatever, or something that you like to eat or something that uh, gets your mind off it is a really smart idea for sure. It's funny that you mentioned the dream team because I actually I was scrolling through movies to watch and I actually saw that as one of my options just, uh, just the other day. But And I am the OCD guy. Like everything has to have its place for me and, you know, cleanliness and everything like that. And that would frustrate me to see the paper on the floor. It would. It would just drive me nuts. Yeah. You know, and you talk about a lot of these pet peeves building up all at the same time. You know, we talked a lot about traffic and transportation and things like that. And a lot of those things that happen are part of the reason why we see so many road rage incidents, right? But now that I know I can self-soothe and eat food, um, courtesy of Ben, I think I'll be better. So, Yes, I love it. Yep, we're learning. We're getting fatter. These are all good things, man. I love it. I love it. In the last few years, it seems there's been a major resurgence of the game Dungeons & Dragons. Now, honestly, John and I have never even played this game, but it's getting bigger. It's, uh, you know, if we've watched Stranger Things, that was a big part of that show. There's a full-length, pretty successful movie out right now called Dungeons & Dragons. I've heard it's pretty good. I haven't seen it yet. Kind of interested in it. But we thought, you know, what would be a fun way to present some of these social awkwardness and social anxiety type things than to make up a game Similar to D&D, we call it Blunders and Dragons. okay? So similar to D&D, B&B will be narrated and the characters will have to face awkward situations, choose their response, and roll the dice to see if they are successful. So uh, we got John and Ben. They're going to be the characters. I'm going to be the uh, the dungeon master, if you will, or blunder master. So we'll talk you through uh, these situations and uh, we'll see what happens. I came up with a list of D&D type characters and Ben and John picked their characters. Ben, you want to say what your character is and describe them? Sure. Mine is Morthos. He's a human warlock, <laughs> level seven. He's awkward talker. Skills include circular talking, stutters and or spitting and, and not knowing how to end a conversation. <laughs> looping around and around and around now this isn't necessarily describing you guys at all you guys picked them just for fun it's it's all good yeah. all right uh, john who's your character yeah so i'm regdar <laughs> and, <laughs> and that makes me a level six angry pessimist and my skills do include believing everyone is dumber than me and regularly trying to one-up your story with a more braggy story <laughs> that's awesome so we got regdar and morthos Man, these D&D names, I love them. It's so funny. All right. Cool. So welcome. I am Blandor, your blunder master. <laughs> our story begins on a Friday afternoon as our players have somehow magically and very uncharacteristically been invited to a party. <laughs> They've been asked to bring a snack and a drink to share. And so they embark an adventure to the local Walmart. So they decide to split up and Morthos will get the snacks while Regdar will get the drinks. So, 
here we are. Picture yourselves in this Walmart. Now, as Regdar goes down the drink aisle, suddenly he is faced with a normal guy coming straight at him. What do you do, Regdar? Do you, one, do that socially awkward dance on which side to go, you know, shuffling to the side and copying him? Or do you, two, stop where you are and answer a phone call on speakerphone? All right. <laughs> I think I'm more likely to probably do the awkward dance. I'm going to go right, they go right. Oh, no, I'll go left, they go left. That's me, my man, every time. Same, same, same. All right, let's roll and see how you do. All right. Oh, John, I'm sorry. You got a two. Uh, So that's in the low roll category. Yep, I know. And so the normal person is visibly annoyed and frankly looks disgusted at how weird you are. (laughs) He moves to the other side of the aisle and you can pass to the drinks. All right, so you're successful. It was just super awkward. Right. All right. Game imitates life. Got it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like this happened last night to you when you were at (laughs) one. All right. Meanwhile, Morthos is lost in thought as he considers which type of Cheetos to choose from. While weighing the benefits of original puffs versus flaming hot, a normal guy from work that he has been introduced to and talked to on many occasions sees Morthos and says, Hey, Morthos, fancy seeing you here. Morthos starts with a way too overly enthusiastic and loud. Hi, but realizes he has absolutely zero clue what this person's name is. What do you do, Morthos? Do you, one, mumble and continue to talk super loud in order to distract from the fact that they know your name, but you don't say theirs back? Or two, say, hi, mom, and then pretend that you are talking to your mom on a Bluetooth while you continue to stare blankly at this person until they walk away. (laughs) Oh, wow. I think... So I'm the socially awkward guy. I think I'm going to do that first one, mumble and continue to talk super loud. Yeah, go with that. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right, let's roll. Let's see what you get. Dude, you got a one. All right. (laughs) So let's see what it says. The normal person stays long enough that you run out of things to say. There's a long, awkward silence where friendly faces drop, and the normal person uncomfortably says goodbye, and you can get back to your Cheetos. (laughs) So that works out. All right. Somehow you make it through the grocery store with snacks and drinks and many eyewitnesses of your weirdness swearing off having children. You get to the party and immediately want to leave when Regdar, you see a normal guy from across the room waving excitedly at you. So you wave back only to realize they were waving at someone behind you. He (laughs) totally sees you waving and looks confused with your weirdness. What do you do? One. Act like you're going for a weird high five from whoever is next to you. Or two, turn your weird wave into a weirder breakdance move, trying to pass on a pop and lock to Morthos. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I think I'm going to have to – I'm better than everybody, so I don't want to think that the high five was for him. So I'm going pop and lock. I was dancing, not waving. <laughs> nice. All right. Oh, there we go. You rolled high. You got a four. Nice. Out of six. Yes. All right. So the normal guy falls for your weird cover-up and dismisses any major judgment that you absolutely don't belong at this party. You quickly go to the snacks. That's me. Right to the snacks. Yes. All right. So that was just a taste of Blunders and Braggins, a D&D style game of social awkwardness. That was fun. You guys made it to the party. You know, there's a lot of social, awkward, social anxiety things that we go through all the time on a day-to-day basis. A few that come to my mind, 
I have this big problem with mid story doubt. Like I'm telling a story and like <laughs> I'm halfway through or something and I'm like, dude, I, I need to stop talking. This is like not a funny story or interesting story. I don't know where this is going. And it's like, ah, I, I freak out and you know, it's all good. I do it on this podcast. Probably another thing is volume, man. I am so loud sometimes and I don't even realize it, especially if I'm on the phone. For some reason, I feel like I have to be loud enough for them to hear me like in real life, like I'm like yelling into the phone. The one in the, the D&D game where somebody waves at you, that's huge for me. I, I've fallen for that multiple times. I also have kind of bad eyesight. So I think I see somebody and I'll be like waving at them and then find out that that's like some stranger that is like, why are you waving at me, weirdo? I've been there, been there. And then one other one I think I wanted to share was just, I have kind of boss anxiety. It's weird. Like... I don't know. I never can get totally comfortable with any of my bosses. My boss right now, if you ever listen to my podcast, is cool. So like it's it's all they've all been pretty cool actually. But uh I just don't get like of totally comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's super cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I always worry, I always feel like I'm I don't know, gonna reveal that I'm like don't know what I'm doing or that I like think I'm better than them or like it's just this weird thing do you guys have that at all or no yeah i think maybe not so much the boss one i i can agree with you it's weird because like i've been this way at every call center i've ever worked at i am loud when i talk to either you know customers or patients or whatever call center i'm working in and right now i have a problem where we have a pretty open floor plan and we have a whole group right behind me that um, you know they deal with a, a very kind of a serious thing with complaints and stuff like that but when I'm trying to sell, I always feel like for the people that can't hear me very well, that I need to speak up because they'll hear me better. And that's not really the case. Usually just enunciating better and speaking clearly and consistently works better for people that can't hear as well. I always think it's, okay, well, let me speak up and let me tell you about this now. <laughs> and and then I catch myself doing it. And so I start to try to quiet down a little bit. And then I just go back to talking like I was before, like within <laughs> seconds. It's ridiculous. But I do it all the time, every single day. And I know I've always been a loud talker like that. Same, same. <laughs> all right, John, what about you? What are some of your socially awkward situations or things? Yeah, I think one of the ones that, you know, kind of everybody went through was when COVID first hit back in 2020. And you know, you know for a fact you didn't have COVID, but you had to sneeze, maybe due to allergies or something oh, like yeah. that. You were around other oh, people, yeah. and you did not want them to just like look at you and judge you because you sneezed. I've never had more in my life of like spit cough more than in <laughs> during COVID. You know what I mean? Where you swallow spit, just weird, and you're like, <clears throat> yeah, totally, <laughs> totally relate. Yep. Yeah, yeah there was um, one, of, one of my bosses. Awesome lady. She sent me this video of, I think I put it on Facebook for those that saw it, but a, a bunch of people standing at the bus station and this one lady coughs or sneezes yeah. and everybody around her starts busting out like Lysol cans and starts wiping their hands and then she sneezes a second <laughs> yeah. time and somebody shoots her. But, you know, <laughs> they're like, nope, nope, nope. But, I mean, Too that's far. how crazy we were a couple of years ago, man. And it's kind of hard to think that, you know, now we we do know a lot more about that kind of stuff, about COVID and everything. And But, man, I think a lot of us just socially, and maybe it wasn't even an awkward thing, but it was a, hey, I don't want to draw attention to myself no matter how badly I need to sneeze. And so yep. it just it made it hard, man. Or even like me, I was walking up a flight of stairs. I'm all breathing heavy. And they're like, kill you. Okay. I'm like, I don't have COVID. I'm just fat. So 
<laughs> it was that. Um, and the, th- yeah. the thing is, too, like if you have to sneeze or if you have to cough, trying to hold it back almost never, it never works. Like you're going to no, eventually no. have to, eventually, it's just going to sting a little longer before it comes, you know, or the cough. Yeah. Like a lot of times that will make like drive me into a horrible coughing fit if I try right. to hold it back too long, you know? And if I hold back a cough, it just turns worse. <laughs> If you try to hold in a sneeze and then it like you have you run the risk of it turning into a fart, you know what I mean? You're like and it squeaks something else out. But the thing is in COVID, that didn't matter. You could fart and nobody cares. You sneeze and it's trouble. Right. So and it is like for me, I'm cursed. I'm a loud sneezer. Like those people that can just like choo, like I don't I, I envy them because <laughs> I'm not that way. And usually like if it's allergies or something, I'm not just a one time sneezer. I will literally sneeze about nine or 10 times in a row within like 10, 15 seconds of one another. And it's just nonstop, just 10 straight. And I'm a loud sneezer, man. So like trying to do that at work, it's like, it is so frustrating. It's so annoying. (laughs) I'm sure I am the pet peeve of others when I'm at work sometimes. So (laughs) a couple other little things here and there that just socially, I kind of found these to be a little more interesting though than pet peeves themselves. But these awkward situations, man, they happen to everybody, but everybody gets embarrassed about them, even though they just happen all day, every day. One thing, I I used to work in a restaurant, for those that didn't know. I worked in a restaurant for, what, six, seven years, something like that. Being the person that, you know, you all go out to celebrate your birthday and, you know, everybody comes out. You have the waiters come out and sing happy birthday to you. Just sitting there while everybody's singing to you, I think, is one of the most awkward social things that can happen to you. Because what do you do? Do you sing along? Do you you just sit there and wait for them to finish singing their version of Happy Birthday to you? And it's just like, what do you do? What do you do during <laughs> yeah. that? Like, it's just, it's awkward. Yes. And I will let you know, like, it's great. You know, if you're at home and they're singing Happy Birthday, that's completely different. For anybody that does not know, yes, you want to go out, celebrate, have a good time. Your waiter hates singing happy birthday. I'm just going to tell you that. (laughs) I don't know who on this podcast needs to hear it, which one of our (laughs) listeners needs it, but your waiter will do it, but they will be very unhappy about it. Very unhappy. I can attest to that. It was one of the worst things you have to do. Uh, When you're trying to say goodbye to somebody, but they don't catch the, Mm. they don't catch it that you need to go. Right. Yeah. So they're either. They just keep carrying on the conversation or they, you know, they don't know how to end it. And you're trying to end it and they just keep talking or you finish the conversation, close it out. And then you both walk in the same direction. You're just yes. like, <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess we're just going to go together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's awkward. Man. And then <laughs> whenever you're either in a meeting or, you know, you're at work and your tummy rumbles like like your Dory from Finding Nemo and she's trying to speak whale and that's what your tummy sounds like because you're hungry. That's super awkward, dude. It is. It, and it's especially awkward. I was at the dentist week and you're sitting down in the chair and he's in his little stool and you can hear his stomach rumbling. It's weird. It's awkward. <laughs> so <laughs> that happened to me this week. Just saying. Nice. Dude, I had one. It was the worst that had ever happened to me before and I had like a couple like senior leaders that I was meeting with and a couple other people. There was like only four of us in this little meeting and my stomach kept doing it. Like the first time they're like, Oh, you're kind of hungry, huh? Cause it was like around lunchtime, but then it was like, <laughs> like four more times. And everyone's like, dude, are you okay? Like, do you need to leave the room? 
Oh, the worst. <laughs> Look at that guy at Granola Bar. Seriously. I think the last one, and this just happened to me actually yesterday or today, <laughs> is the the awkward door hold. Okay. Oh, yeah. The person yeah. in front of you is holding the door and you notice that they're holding it for you, but you're far away to where you have to speed up <laughs> in order to accept yeah. their graciousness of of them <laughs> opening the door and holding the door for you. Um and that actually happened with me the other day at the elevator at work and somebody like they opened it back up for me. I had barely walked through the first door. I was far enough where if they, I would not have been upset if they didn't hold the elevator for me. I wouldn't have held it for me. But yeah, I think the rule is, look, if you make them speed up, you held that door. You did not need to hold the door. I think that should yeah. be the rule. If they had to speed too up far in away. any way, shape, or form, they were too far away, you should have just kept walking. But that's just yeah. awkward, man. It had, and it's not awkward for the person holding the door. It's awkward for the one that has to walk through because they held it for you. Yeah. 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 I mean, thank you for being nice, but just go. It's fine. I'll fake it and like wait till they're like closer and then I'll just like at the door for both of us, you know, like right there or something. <laughs> um, other ways to work around it. Yeah. Or not like not look at them so they don't like, you know, you don't have to hurry. Like, hey, take your time. I'm just going to cut the door here. Yeah. <laughs> what about okay. you, Ben? So for me, I, and I'm horrible, horrible at this. I know everybody I, I think has moments of this, but I am really bad at remembering names. Like I will remember every detail about somebody accept their name sometimes like i'll know their favorite jolly rancher flavor or something and i can't remember their name <laughs> you're like i know yeah. where they live i know how many kids they have you know like i know all about them but i just can't remember their name like it just and it'll come back to me later you know but just like i'll have those temporary like brain farts where i can't can't remember it man and that's uh feels really awkward i just keep hoping that Someone else in the room will mention their name to kind of remind right. me. <laughs> right. Like, please, somebody else say your name. So jog my memory. And then you instantly That's... repeat it too. So that way they know you know their name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another one is um, when, like, I don't hear something they said and I, I say, what was that? You know, or I ask them to repeat and then they repeat it and I still don't hear. <laughs> so Dude. I, I have to decide, like, do I ask again or do I like pretend that I heard? Oh man, really for sure. <laughs> I've gone through like three of those what's and then I'm like, dude, nope, I, I'm not, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> you do the nod, you hope they didn't ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like half, exactly. half laugh kind of, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, man, right. it's the worst. I, uh, half the time I could tell if I do that, I can tell they know I didn't hear. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm not good at bluffing. I don't know. Like, I think <laughs> I can always tell. Like, oh, he didn't. He didn't even notice. <laughs> but let's just uh, both agree to move on. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's kind of along those lines too. It's just when I'm like trying to like come up with a small talk question or something, and it gets like a single word reply and this awkward silence afterwards. Like I'm trying to think of something that'll like fill the silence and allow us to kind of right. get to know each other better, kind of just some small talk and it just falls dead. Just totally they're giving you nothing. Yeah. They're, come on, work <laughs> with me here. You know, I but, I mean, know. <laughs> but I mean, I've been on the other side of it too, where I like my mind goes blank. I don't have much to say. I don't really, I can't add to what they're asking about. And right. And then there's that awkward silence afterwards. Like, Okay, well, that didn't go over, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
and then just anytime I have to talk on the phone, really, I, I don't really enjoy talking on the phone, but especially when I have to like leave a voicemail message, I want to have it like perfectly planned or something because I want to say everything I need to say and nothing else and quickly get off. But my brain doesn't work like that. I like, I have to like try to process this and <laughs> I'll always end up like hanging up and being like, Oh shoot. I didn't leave a call back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something, something, yeah exactly. You know, just some important thing I should have left in there and I'd be like, Oh gosh. And then you got to leave a second voicemail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just like, screw it. I'm calling somewhere else, you know, like, Never mind. I'm like gonna have a new doctor now. <laughs> just, like, you know, uh, it's just really awkward. I don't know things like that. I don't know. And there's so many things. There's the thing is like there's like 101 unique situations that you can't prepare for or anticipate. And I just will like put my foot in my mouth and and make it more awkward. And like it's not like I can get better at that <laughs> like because there are always things that I, I don't anticipate or expect i can get pretty awkward socially that sometimes that way how do you deal with that though well I, I think part of it is just practice you know just like you gotta just have enough circumstances in which you've dealt with it to like be able to roll with it a little bit better the next time you know even if it's not exactly the same you yeah. know just people i mean nowadays so many kids growing up don't like they talk on social media and that's like it and they right. just don't have the experience. And so that's a big part of it. The other part of it is I think our anxiety makes it worse. So like if we could just, you know, laugh it off, it's not that big of a deal. They probably don't even really care that much either, but because we're stressed about it, like we try to hem and haw about it and we just make it worse a lot of times, you know what I mean? And so if you can relax about it and just, or laugh it off, especially if it's with somebody that you're going to interact with over a long period of time, a coworker or, you know, a friend or something like that, they're going to know you and understand where you're coming from. And so if you say something stupid once in a while, like they know that was probably just a moment where you just said something stupid and it's not like about you. It's not, right. not going to take offense about it, you know, and you just move on, you yeah. know, and and then the strangers, they're not going to remember you anyway. So why get so stressed about it? Right. You know, right. so I think that's the biggest thing, really. Yeah. So like one of the things kind of along those lines, Ben, is like, I'm sure a lot of the time and probably even the majority of the time when we when these social awkward situations occur. And again, we all know they occur to every single one of us listening. We either commit these issues or we are part of it. But a lot of it. I'm sure it's just, we make it so much worse in our own head than it yeah. actually is in real life. And I yes. think a lot of those things that you just said, Ben, on how to cope with it, you know, just through the practicing or just playing it off, like, you know, oh, well, the, you know, something like that to where the, the one thing I always tell myself in life, you know, okay, well, it's not a big deal because in the ultimate picture, it's not. But yeah, I think a lot of the times it's just us making a bigger deal out of the situation than it really needs to be. Yeah. It's totally true that there's some people out there that are more socially awkward than others. <laughs> and uh, I think that's something that can be improved on. You know, it's a matter of, like I said, practicing with people that are more socially adept, I guess you could say. You could even uh, role play with them, have them model the, a better way of asking someone something or, you know, if it's a little bit too forward or a little too pushy or I don't know if the way you're talking seems to make someone uncomfortable then uh, you can 
ask, you can always ask questions. You can always back off a little if you can tell someone else is uncomfortable. It's just like reading social cues is something that can be learned. Um, It's definitely something we can improve on. And I I know I need to someone sometimes, but, um, but yeah, like you said, more often than not, it's something that everyone experiences and everyone notices what they do wrong a whole lot more than what somebody else does wrong. I think more often. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, is the last couple of years, you know, we had a social change in society to where we all started working from home. Right. And so mm-hmm. those daily interactions that you normally get, we no longer got. And people mm-hmm. now coming back to work, you know, at least some of the days of the week or whatever, had to <laughs> had to sit there and go back and relearn some of this stuff for some of us. And that can make it a little more difficult as well. So true. Just a thought. A little rusty. Yeah, for sure. That was awesome. Thanks, Ben. For real, that's a good uh, coping strategies and ways to improve our social skills. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Fat, Dumb, and Happy. We appreciate every one of you guys listening. We really do. You know, we don't do this to get famous or anything like that, but this allows us just to kind of reflect on some issues, whether it's back in our childhood or even things going on today. And we really appreciate this opportunity just to have people listen in. We know that you guys want to chime in or comment on things, and you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, remember, we do have our email. You can send us an email if you want to comment on, you know, everything that we talked about today. Share what some of your pet peeves are that maybe we didn't mention or some of your social awkward situations that you've been in. And you can do so at fdhpod at gmail.com. I want to thank Ben, our special guest expert. Uh, he actually uh, opened my eyes to a couple things. And thanks to Dave for uh, your participation on tonight's podcast. Uh, it was a blast for me, guys. I don't know about you. Yeah, our next podcast, you know, we got a suggestion from the one of our listeners, from Andrew. We're going to do, we're going to talk about our favorite 80s TV shows. And I'm super excited for that one, man. That one's going to be awesome. And and we're going to try to see if we can't even hear a little bit from Andrew as well and get his take on what his favorites were. Other than that, uh, guys, look, we appreciate you. Be safe, be kind to each other. And remember to do one thing and that's stay fat, dumb, and happy. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, guys.